Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are going to be talking about united prayer in this session. And the reason why is there's many situations in this life that uh, we individually are not going to be able to reverse unless there is a body of believers. could be as just one other person or it could be a group of people that join together unitedly to pray. And we have many examples in the Bible of men who were faced with impossible situations. They couldn't turn it around themselves, but they did overcome, and they overcame through united prayer. So uh, this is going to be a very, very good session that uh, we're going to talk about, and it's going to give us some ideas and some clues, some insight into how important it is for us Uh, not to be loners, not to be alone, but when there's a need to join together with others and unitedly pray the prayer, uh, acceptable prayer, that is going to turn hopeless situations around. So let's pray. Father, we bless you today in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and for your mercy, your steadfast love that never fails. Lord, uh, there's a deep need in our nation today. There's a deep need amongst our our people today. Father God, speak truth through the Holy Spirit to us today through your word, and we'll give you thanks for that in Jesus' name. So we'll be in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. This is a very familiar incident in the Old Testament in the nation of Israel. This concerns Jehoshaphat and a great company that was coming against him, so great that he didn't have the might or the power Uh, to overcome them. And so we're going to begin reading in verse 1, And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi, And Jehoshaphat feared, I want you to notice that, and Jehoshaphat feared, this news shook him up. And Jehoshaphat feared, but notice what he does here, and set himself to seek the Lord. Amen. To set oneself is like when you're pouring concrete. You you have to set it. It has to set in order for you to walk on it. He set himself. Remember what Jesus said, he set himself as Flint to go to Jerusalem. Amen. So there was a purpose in Jehoshaphat's uh, heart, amen, that uh, that needed someone, and he knew who to go to. He needed someone to come alongside of him to help him throw off this vast enemy. So let's read this verse 3 again. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Now, he, he, he was doing something. There was, when he set himself uh, to, to do this, to overthrow this mighty host coming against him, uh, he knew what to do. Amen. Praise God. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So the king feared. I mean, this news really shook him up. But what he did is he set in motion a strategy 
that's going to supply to him and to his nation the margin of victory over his enemies. So whenever there's something that comes against you that uh, you don't have the power to throw it off yourself, amen, be determined. There is a determination, amen. There is a strategy that, uh, the, that the Lord will employ uh, against this situation. Remember uh, what the Apostle Paul said, uh, there is no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. He has a plan. He has a strategy. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above that which you're able, but also with the temptation, make a way of escape. Notice that last part of that verse, but will with the temptation. God is not going to deliver you out of temptation. He will deliver you from temptation. But you and I have got some things that we're going to have to do. We're partners with him. We work with him. He's not going to do all the work for us. We're going to have to get in there and partner with him. And a lot of the strategy that uh, say, that uh, the Lord employs concerning these areas is gathering together a group, a host. I mean, it could be just one other person. You know, Jesus said this, if any two of you shall agree on earth is touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them by my father, which is in heaven. Amen. Two individuals can come together and pray unitedly against a certain situation and that situation will be overcome. Amen. We have many examples in the Bible and we'll get to them in a little bit. All right, now verse 5. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah in Jerusalem and the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God, our fathers, art not thou God in heaven and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Are not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil comes upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then you will hear and help. So Jehoshaphat knew the word of God. He knew where to go. And he stood exactly like the word says, he stood before the temple of God and he began to pray a prayer. And not he alone, he led the prayer. But notice there were priests there. There were the common people there. Amen. These, all these, all this group, this host of people, they were united in prayer for one purpose, and that is to throw off this enemy that is coming against them. So the king was wise enough in the, in the things of God. And he knew that uh, this battle, if, if God doesn't, didn't come to help them, if he didn't come alongside to help them, that they're going to lose this battle. Amen. And so he's praying, Lord, uh, intervene. And he set himself to do that. But he did it, didn't do it by himself with all of his people to seek the Lord. And not only did they pray, but they added to their prayer fasting. Amen. So we can say this of Jehoshaphat, three things that he knew. Number one, and we can see them in this prayer, that God is the God. There's no other God. And secondly, that God is our God. We have no other God but Jehovah God. 
And what Jehoshaphat did is he began praying the word of God, putting God into remembrance of the covenant that he has with his people. And that's a vital, vital situation. So when we go to the Lord in prayer, we've got to base our prayer upon the word of God. Amen. We have to find in the scriptures things that promise us a deliverance or an answer to prayer. All right. Now, let's look at verse 10. And now behold, and Jehoshaphat, he continues his his uh, uh, his petition. And now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which you have given us to inherit. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that comes against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. In other words, Jehoshaphat and Judah, instead of looking to the left or to the right to try to get somebody to help them, they were looking up. That's where our answer is. It's up. That's where our redemption draws nigh. It's up. It's not down and it's not around. It's up. But our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. So this is a mighty instance of a nation humbling themselves before God Almighty. Amen. Hallelujah. And the church today. In this nation today, there are many things going on in this nation that are not going to be turned until we come together in a united way to pray for these things to be broken over this nation. Do we want to see the tremendous turnaround that can happen, that is possible in this nation? Do we want to see that great turnaround? Well, it begins with doing exactly what Jehoshaphat said, humbling ourselves before him. There are things in this nation that we, the church, are going to have to pray for God to have mercy upon us and to forgive us. And God has worked. Look what God has done just in the short period of time, just within the last year or two. God is faithful. If we'll pray and pray in a united way, all of us together coming against one situation or one circumstance. In other words, what Jehoshaphat did is all the people of God united themselves together for one purpose, and that is for God to intervene and, and help them defeat this enemy. All right, now that's the king's prayer, and it was made, and all Judah was behind him. All right, now verse 14, then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. See, God has taken this battle unto himself. Amen. So he, so Jehoshaphat and the nation of Israel, uh, they've made their petition to the Lord. Uh, they've cast this burden on the Lord. 
Amen. And God says, you'll not need to fight in this battle because now I'm going to fight on your behalf. So he took the battle unto himself. Tomorrow, go you down against them. See, we still have to walk by faith. We still have to walk by faith. There's things that we're going to have to do in the area of faith if we're going to see answers to prayer. Tomorrow go you down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before, before the wilderness of Jeruel. So the Lord God gives to the nation of Israel and Jehoshaphat a word of knowledge telling them and a word of wisdom telling them exactly where the enemy is going to be and where they need to be situated. So listen to me. They're not, the Israelites and Jehoshaphat, they're not running somewhere to hide. They're not jumping on their horses and getting out of there. They're not bordering, they're not bordering up the walls and closing the walls and setting bulwarks against this enemy that's coming against them. As we read on, we'll find out they're advancing. They're not retreating. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, and that's what causes great victory in prayer is boldness. It's advancing against the things of the enemy. It's not retreating from them. It's not throwing up the hands and said, oh, I guess we're just, you know, going to have to endure. I guess things are just lost. Uh, there's nothing we can do. I mean, it must be the God's will for us to be defeated. It's never God's will for you to be defeated. It's always God's will for the enemy to be defeated. Amen. So the things we're going to have to do in faith, there's a boldness that we're going to have to have in order to overthrow the works of darkness. Amen. Praise God. All right, now let's read some more. Let's go back to verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. Notice the humility of this king. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord. This is awesome. Worshiping the Lord. I'm telling you, these folks, they got it. They got it. They got their answer. Amen. Fasting and praying paid off. And now they've accepted the word of the Lord and they're worshiping God. They're thanking him in true humility. Now, verse 19, and the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Kohites, Korhites, stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. I'm telling you, when you get the victory, when you know that prayer has been answered, amen, and it's in your spirit, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to stand up and praise God. You're going to shout. You're going to sing. You're going to give God thanks. Hallelujah. The answer, God has answered. Amen. We have received of the Lord and our joy is full. Amen. Praise God. So this thing, we can say it this way. This thing is in the bag. We've got it. We've got it. Amen. But notice there are some things that we're still going to have to do, even though we know we've got an answer to prayer. So the Lord answered the king's prayer and they prayed unitedly, united prayer, consisting of the king, the priests and all the people of Judah. And they turned this situation. God is turning this situation. We can say it this way. God has turned the situation around from certain defeat to manifest victory. It's just a matter of walking it out. Amen. Praise God. Now notice that Jehoshaphat 
And all Judah, they just go back to Jerusalem and close the gates. Well, the Lord's got this. So we don't have to worry about it. No, no. God told them, now you go out against them and I'll give you the victory. There's things we're going to have to do by faith. If we have the victory in prayer, then we're going to have to walk it out as if that prayer is already answered. Well, what if the answer doesn't come? Well, then you just keep standing. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. If God has answered prayer, he fully intends to bring it to pass. But you and I are going to have to walk it out by faith. Praise God. All right. Now, verse 20. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Praise God. So what is the king saying to the Israelites? What is he saying to the host? Well, do you believe God? And the king is saying, believe in the Lord. Believe what he is getting ready to do today. And we're walking out by faith. I can see him beginning to uh, leave through the gates of Jerusalem. I can see Jehoshaphat the king with this host that is behind him. Amen. And he's saying, he's saying, fellas, believe in the Lord and ye shall be established. In other words, we're going out by faith and God is going to do exactly what he said he was going to do. This is what we're established in. Our faith is established in the fact that God has heard our prayer and God has answered our prayer. And now we're just going as an act of faith. We're going out there. We're walking this great thing out called victory. And then he says, believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Believe the word that the prophet spoke in answer to prayer. And when we do that, and when we believe the word that's preached, we'll prosper. Amen. How many times in the New Testament does it talk about the, uh, uh, the people when they heard the Lord Jesus, they believed the word that he preached and what happened? They were blessed. They were prosperous. They got healed. Amen. Remember that man with the son. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. And Jesus demonstrated. Amen. And helped him out by healing his son. Hallelujah. How many times in the scriptures does it talk about, you know, people hearing the word of the Lord and believing it? And then they walked it out. Amen. That's exactly what Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel are doing. Now, verse 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. When you get an answer to prayer, when you've come together with either another individual or the group of people and you're praying, go all, all of you going in the same direction. Amen. I mean, you're praying against this one particular thing. 
You don't have one person over there praying for, for Sister Susie. You don't have another fella on the left there praying for Brother so-and-so. No, everybody is praying, joining themselves together, and going in one, degree, one direction unitedly against this one situation. Amen. You see. And the children of Israel, they got their answer. So what are they doing? They're sending out praisers and singers ahead of them. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. See, that's where the British Army years ago, they got their band out before the army. Amen. That's where they got it from right here. So when you go out, oh, I tell you, you go out with the praises of God, with the high praises of God in your mouth and a sharp two-edged sword in your hand. Amen. And you're going to do the devil harm. You're going to do him harm. Why? Because you heard from God and your joy is full and you know that he is with you in this battle and in this fight. Verse 22. And when they began to sing in the praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped destroy one another. I tell you, united prayer is powerful. It is a powerful prayer that sets the kingdom of darkness into disarray and into chaos. I'm telling you, we, if we'll come together unitedly, and when I, when I say we, I'm talking about groups. <clears throat> Maybe you have a prayer group. Well, just make a decision. Well, you know, we're going to meet every day at such and such a time, and we're going to pray. Now, we may not be together, but we can pray at the same time wherever we at, and we can pray unitedly, and we're all going in one direction. For deliverance, for healing, for elections. For government, the Bible tells us to pray for our government, to pray for our leaders. Well, I don't like that guy in the White House. Well, pray for him. The scripture doesn't say for us to pray just for the people that we like. We need to pray for the people that we don't like. Pray, pray unitedly. Amen. And if, and if we'll do that and pray united, changes will come. Verse 23 again, for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped. This is total manifest victory over the enemy. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. Can you imagine? This is tremendous. This is an awesome victory. Now, it goes back to what Jehoshaphat said as they journeyed towards the battle. 
Believe the prophets and you'll prosper. Now, are the children of Israel prospering? Can you imagine how many men were with Jehoshaphat going to battle? And it still took them three days to gather all the spoil. I'm telling you, this is a tremendous victory. And it began through united prayer. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Barakah. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that same place was called the valley of Barakah unto this day. Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them to go again to Jerusalem with joy. Notice that joy. Answer prayer brings joy. Victory over the enemy brings tremendous joy. For the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. I tell you what, they rejoiced over their enemies. Why? Because God answered their prayer and intervened on their behalf. And they knew it. This wasn't happenstance. This didn't just happen. God was right in the middle of what Jehoshaphat feared and what he desired of the Lord. God answered. Verse 28, and they came to Jerusalem with psalteries and harps and trumpets unto the house of the Lord. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries. Think about that. When was the last time the world was afraid of the United States of America? I'm telling you, Satan is ruled by fear. His entire kingdom is ruled by fear. The kingdom of God is ruled by faith. Don't ever get over into fear. Fear to the point to where you go to God on behalf. But don't grovel in fear. You put on the shield of faith. You put on the weapons of warfare. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And God will fight for us. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. Amen. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of darkness will stand up and take notice. Amen. And what did James tell us to do? Submit to God. Amen. Resist the devil and he'll do what? He'll flee from us. Actually, the, the, the tense, the, the meaning of that phrase fear, uh, flee from us is in stark raving terror. I mean, something is so fearful that people run away. Now, this tremendous victory and the gathering of the spoil. Oh, I tell you, this is wonderful. All of that, all of it was enjoyed by not only the king, but the people. They were all employed in this united prayer. And no doubt it was the angel of the Lord that encamped that was encamping around Israel that brought about this great deliverance. Amen. United prayer, praying employs angels on our behalf. Notice what the psalmist says here in Psalm 103, 20. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. So you have angels all around you. And when you begin to pray, you employ them. And they go and they fight and they battle and they overcome the powers of darkness. On your behalf. Remember when Moses sent Joshua to fight the Amalekites and Joseph stood on the, the side of the mountain 
and he held his staff up over his head. And as long as he held up that staff, Joshua prevailed. But when his arms grew tired and Moses had to put his arms down, then the Amalekites began to prevail. So what happened? Well, Aaron and Hur, they came alongside of Moses and held up both of his arms till the end of the day. And Joshua won a great victory over the enemies of God. That's what you and I do. So do not ever, ever forget that when things come against you that you know you can't handle like things in this nation that must be turned. Who's going to do it? You think the government's going to do it? No, they're the ones that are causing the problems. What's going to change when the church gets united, praying against the enemies of God and the enemies of this nation and God asking God to prevail in this situation and he'll do it. If we'll humble ourselves, he'll do it. Father, we thank you today for your goodness and for your mercy. We thank you, Father, for united prayer. What a powerful weapon that you've placed in the arsenal of the church. Help us to employ it often, Father God, and throw off the works of darkness. And Lord, we'll give you thanks for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.